coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but a merry heart does make like medicine. Yes, sir. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Remember, media stands for making everyone dumber in America. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because we keep on paying the radio rent. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and... And more. Living this life, not a welcome. Oh, boy, to the David Spoon Experience, a local, national, and heavenly talk where your host can miss any spot, anytime, anywhere on the entrance. My name is David Spoon, and I will, were you going to say something? D, that, was a, that was a Friday. That was a nice Friday one. I felt that energy. Yeah, that. Yeah, now this is it, baby. Here we go. We're on Friday. Let's just be, let's just be honest. Thank the Lord God Almighty, King of the Universe, that it's Friday. Now, you're supposed to give thanks for every day, but I'm just thankful because I don't have to work out today. <laughs> All right, my name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, who can you be a blessing to this weekend? Now, hold on, because we say that a lot, and then you just go, oh, that's a great idea. Stop. Ready? Think of someone right now. Think of a person right now that you can be a blessing to. That's your goal. There it is. That's your goal. Get it? All right. Here's the uh, bottom lines. We have someone in hold. We're going to have to wait for them just to, so we can get through the intro. But here's what we got going on. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we encourage you to reach out to us and talk to us. We don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. D doesn't have all the answers. Jesus has all the answers. Okay? That's who's got all this. Now, there's a lot of great shows and a lot of great Q&A shows. We love them. They're the, some of the best people I've ever heard. But only Jesus has every answer to every question. Here it is in a nutshell. If you want, and you got like a praise report, hey, it's perfect. Why don't you share it with us? We'll be a blessing to other people. If you got a prayer request, let's join our faith. Let's put it together and connect with one another and encourage one another. If you got something that you just observe, something you want to share, something you want to just communicate, awesome. If you got a question, I don't get this, we'll do our best. We'll talk about it. If I can't answer, we'll ask the Lord to help us. We'll do some research. We'll get back to you. We'll do what we can to be a blessing. One of the ways that we ask you to reach out to us is to call us. You call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the 
number, right? Because you are talking to kid a dynamite. <laughs> talking to dynamite D is like putting on clothes that just came out of the dryer. That feels good. Oh, it's such a nice feeling. I happen to know that for a fact because of today. Anyway, uh, also you can text us, by the way, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Here we go. 214-210-8483. Wow. Okay, also you can send an email, david at he must org. That's david, D-A-V-I-D, D-A-V-I-D. That's how you say it with the Texas slang, D-A-V-I-D. Is it, is it I heard that, a little swing. A little, little, little bit of Texas, y'all. Hey, I've been here over five years, I'm working it. Here's the, <laughs> I wish I was here all my life, but that's besides the point. Here's the, and besides that, I'm, 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 I'm be, become a Stars fan, so we'll see what happens with the Stars. I'm at a distance, give me a break. All right, so reach out to us by email, david at he must increase.org. Also, we're going to send you up to the website. Here's something you do not know about the website. On the website right now is a free book. Now, the book, The Jewish Christian, if you go to the website under mobile apps, at the bottom of the page, there's this little picture of a book. If you click on it, listen, click on it, it takes you to the download page. It's free. You download it. It tells you what to do. It's very simple, and you can have a free book. It's The Jewish Christian. No cost. It's in PDF, but it's free. It's right there for anybody to utilize. Please, by all means, check it out. Read the book. If you don't like it, cool. But I think a lot of the book will be a blessing for you. Also, on the website, it's a place to give, 100% safe, 100% tax deductible, as well as it tells you how to give if you don't want to use the website. If you can't give, just pray for us. That's what I'll, that's the most important, most powerful tool ever is prayer. So, yeah, that's what changes the world. So please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request. Hemostincrease.org. Praise report. Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Start it all over again. No, we won't do that. Somebody's been patiently waiting on the phone. We're going to send them through. People who wait on the phone are great. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, good afternoon, Sergio. Hey, Sergio, my brother. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? I am doing great. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I worked out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't have to work out today. It's Friday, and it's like, yay. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so happy yeah, about that. <laughs> I, I, I think that's probably one of the best. I think that's probably one of the things you should uh, do on the intros for D. Like, hey, talking to D is kind of like uh, knowing that you don't have to go work out kind of thing, right? <laughs> You know, you know what you can tell my energy levels is so much higher because I'm like, Yay! anyway. All right, so how you doing, brother? How how are things? What's what's happening? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. good. I am doing good. I'm doing very, very well. Thank you. Good. Well, I think that's awesome, David. Because I I don't know what it is, man. But I, every time I talk to you, it's always the I don't know if you read my mind or I, I read your mind, but that's a great segue of my question. So things are going good right now, thank God, but I know that there's going to be trials in the future for all of us, right? Yes. And and even Scripture says that, you know, don't worry about it. I've overcome the world, right? And, Correct. And there's going to be trials and et cetera, right? So I'm not quoting the Bible because I'm not, you know, I, I'm not you, right? But more, you get the gist. Yeah. 
my question to you is, how do we taper um, the good and bad? How, how do we, like right now, like if there's a lot of, like, like on the ledger, right, on the negative and positive, like there's a lot of surplus on the good time, good, good days ledger. How, how do we taper, how, how do we manage expectations on our end, like a day-to-day uh, live like Christ Christian whenever bad things do happen? Right. I mean, is there any scripture to read or how do you go about doing those types of things? How do you how do you address that? Okay, excellent question. You can now you can either hang up or hang on. You know, you know, it doesn't bother me one way or another because I'm just going to ramble on. But I'm going to tell you my take on it. I think you'll like I'll it. Hang up as you, let me interrupt you, David. I'll hang up as usual. Thank you for all you do. Have a great, great weekend, you and Dee and all the staff there at the radio station, and go Stars. All right, you got it. All right, and go Stars. I'm going with that one. I'm standing with him with, with him on that one, okay? All right. First things first. So sometimes things go really tough, and I think we know that. I think that there's a truth that in the Christian walk, there's a bounce. Uh, in fact, I usually say to people that my middle name is is really Duncan, and you think, why would it be Duncan? Because I'm like a yo-yo. I go up and down and up and down and up and down, right? I mean, that's kind of what happens. But let's talk about a couple of things there, because he brought up a point that is superbly important for Christians, and that is this. What about when things are going good, and yet you know there could be some things that are coming that maybe aren't as good? How do you like? Where do you? How do you find a balance? How do you find a walk between that? So first of all, let's look at Proverbs chapter ten, verse twenty-two, and I'm just going to quote that to you. You can look it up. If I say it wrong, I promise somebody will say something. But it says this: "The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and He adds no sorrow with it." So the first thing I'm going to tell you, uh, the first thing that I, that I want people to understand is the importance that when the Lord blesses you, he doesn't bless you and then go, ah, but you just wait till I slam you with something bad. Okay. That's not, that's not how the process goes. And I want to make sure you understand that so that you can walk in the appreciation that you need to. The world is cast in sin. In the midst of that sin, we have our lifeboat, that's Jesus Christ. There are times in our life that the Lord pours it out and it's good. Now, some of you who are going through a tough time are like going, well, I could use that time. I know you can. And those times go in and they go out. When they happen, what is your attitude? Get ready. You're just going to blow your mind. Ready? What is your attitude? Your attitude when they happen is, of course, appreciation, watch, and faithful stewardship, right? In other words, you're thankful to the Lord. Things are being blessed. That's great. That's a fantastic time. You are allowed. Listen, you have permission from God to enjoy the blessings he pours into your life. You don't have to sit there and worry about what's going to happen coming around the bend because we know that only the Lord is around the bend. So I'm talking about this from an abundance point of view, right? So you're blessed, you want to be thankful, of course, and you want to be a good steward if you're being blessed in something. That's a really big, it's a just a critical point because if you're not going to be a good steward, you're telling the Lord, that's great that you give me stuff, but I'm not going to honor you with it. So get that, get that right, number one. Number two, okay, but then Dave, when bad stuff does come, how, when it does you know, flip around, when things do get happen, how do you deal with that? Ready? You're thankful. <laughs> Sweet. That's the answer you gave when you were blessed. Yes. <laughs> watch, watch. 
Yes. And you're thinking, well, wait, well, how do you how do you walk in the tension? When you have been blessed, you're thankful for it. And when you're in trial, you are in even first Peter chapter five or first Peter chapter one, verse uh, six and seven say that we are to be joyful. Even first Thessalonians five eighteen, and all things give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It could be tough. It could be rougher. You know what? You anticipate, expect, believe, trust that God's going to deliver you out of that bad time and get you into a better place, which is ultimately the testimony of this first hundred years and the next trillion years. And then you are also, you're appreciative that his faithfulness has never departed from you. So the, the, the question is, well, how do you walk in the tension? And here I'm going to give you, I'm going to quote a proverb to you. There's a proverb that says, please don't give me so much that I forget you or too little that I curse you. Get that? What? Not so much that I forget you because we can be so blessed abundantly and then we forget where it comes from. And then too little that I curse you. And what we think is it's all God's fault. He's my, he's my checking account. He's not your checking account. He's your king. And if in your lifetime you go through the ups and downs, your allegiance, your faithfulness, your disposition, and your attitude towards the king of the universe does not change. You think, well, you tell me it's the will of God to give thanks when things are going great? Yes. Are you telling me it's the will of God for me to give thanks when things are not going great? Yes. Unless you just want to throw out the scriptures. Some people like to do that. I'm going to chicken, pick and choose. It's a cafeteria of Christianity. Thank you. Hey, that doesn't work. You're either in or you're out. You don't get to pick and choose what you think is good or what's culturally appropriate or anything else. When it's tough, you look unto the Lord. When it's great, you look unto the Lord. Whether it's tough or great, you look unto the Lord. And in everything you give thanks for that is his will for you. So the primary answer that I'm going to give you, brother, is to have a thankful heart no matter what the journey is bringing to you. Then you will have a continual feast in the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Just think about all the things that God does fantastic. But when you're struggling, your eyes are still on the shepherd. Get it? Okay. Well, I just love this, right? That I'm was really it. good, and that was a good question, too. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's the best question asker ever. <laughs> we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. 
nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Bottom line is what I'm about to share with you does not, does not, does not, does not mean that churches are bad. There are a multitude of great churches. Jesus had an address to seven churches in the book of Revelation, right? Multiple of those churches were excellent. Everybody had something they can improve on, change, grow in. Only uh, two of those churches were super, super bad. The idea behind that is never take what I'm about to share is how the church is at large. This is no indictment on the church of God, the bride of Christ. Never, never, never think of the church that way. The Lord God Almighty loves the church. If you don't love what God loves, if you don't love who God loves, that's a whole separate issue that you have to deal with. Do you understand that? Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas where I think we'll probably do a follow-up on that question because I just feel like we're going to do that. So whatever I studied for prior, probably going out the window. (laughs) Hey, look, there it goes. See you later. Okay, here's your trivia question. First, in which book do we find Satan appearing with the angels before the Lord? Whoa! I can almost do that like a cartoon character. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, what you can do is you can send an email, david at org. So let's make sure we get this. I want to make sure everybody's on board with this. In which book do we find Satan appearing with the angels before the Lord? And uh, somebody's calling in already. Your biggest hint on that is going to be Old Testament. Old Testament. But somebody is ready to answer the question, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Fred. Hi. How you doing, Fred? I'm doing fine, sir. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. It's great to hear your voice. 
That's great to your voice, too, sir. Oh, you're so awesome. All right, here we go, bro. Here we go. In which book do we find Satan appearing with the angels before the Lord? I didn't know there's some humor with this. Um, my big brother would call uh, the, the name of the book the Job. Yes! I think the appropriate name is Job. That is correct! <laughs> you are correct, sir! <laughs> I love it. I got to tell you that, and I, it's not a joke. I know of people that were like, I need some, uh, need to get a job. I need some employment. I heard there's a book in the Bible, and <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 that ain't going to work. Anyway, excellent, excellent job. That is just fantastic. That's exactly right. And uh, that one of the great things about that entire story is how that whole breakdown goes gives you a great insight to the Lord going, see how great my kids are. See how great yeah, my yeah, kids are. Yeah. Look how great they are. And it's just like, that's what's going on. It's got nothing to do with him being bad. That was all about God bragging. It's so cool. That's right. That's right. Awesome job, brother. Excellent work. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. I listen to you as often as I can. Oh, thank you, bro. Appreciate that. All right. Bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Because of the time frame, we're going to do our DNA in the next segment. Remind me, make sure you have the big sign in case I <laughs> forget that. But, D, I want you to bring that up because we talked about, you know, the stewardship part of things. And so the Sergio's question, you got to get your, your heart and your mind kind of wrapped into this, that, that you know, it's, there are good times and then there are tough times. And it's like, well, how do you, you know, how do you float between the two? Because sometimes you have to float between the two. The first answer we gave is that you're thankful no matter what. And the other answer we gave had to do with stewardship. Now, go ahead. But I think you raised the point, and people don't know, man, you talk, you know, via yep. a little but between breaks. And I, and I was talking about stewardship. And you brought up something powerful, Dave, about that story of Christ when he fed the 5,000. Speak on that really quick because that blessed me personally. So, so the 5,000, first of all, the, the miracle on the 5,000 is the only, now separate, listen to what I'm going to say to you, separate from the death, burial, and resurrection. So separate from the death, burial, and resurrection. The only physical miracle that is in each of the gospel is the 5,000 feeding. Okay, which I find to be, I see, I don't think anything like that's by accident. I think God is trying to tell you, I know about money. I know about money. I know about money. I know about money. He just says it four times. But the great thing about that story was what is it that they had? And yes, I know people keep saying, oh, they took that kid's lunch. And if that kid ate that much for lunch, he'd be on a diet. But that's not the point. The point, because it's too full fish and, and bread. It's like, come on, give me a break. But what happened is Jesus took what he had right? Which was not enough, correct? Not enough to feed them. And he looked up to heaven and gave thanks. That's the first thing he did. Then, watch this, he broke it and gave it away. And then the disciples gave it from there, and then it expanded from there and expanded from there. So in a stewardship capacity, he took what little he had, and he didn't go, well, this isn't enough. He said, thank you for what we do have. A steward over even a little bit. Even over the littlest amount. And in fact, the woman who put the two coins in, the two, the two mites, which would basically be about two pennies, Jesus commented on her excellent stewardship. And people are like, well, that's that's not how it should be for the poor. It's like, you know what? Are you smarter than Jesus now? When did that happen? You became smarter than Jesus because you're worldly? Go away. And all those people, we're going to eradicate the poor from the world. Really, Jesus said the poor you will always have with you. 
because that's not going to happen. So, so in other words, they've uh, being a good steward over a little bit is giving thanks for even the little bit that you have. Ah, here's the next passage that comes from right up from that. He that is faithful in little will also be faithful in much. If you can't be faithful in little, well, 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 let's see. I gave you a hundred dollars. You're not faithful with that. You want me to give you a thousand? All right, here's a thousand. Let's see if you're faithful. With that. Now, now you want a million, but you can't be faithful on a thousand. Okay. And so the whole point in that is it does have a lot to do with attitude. And that's why Sergio's question is so good. It's like it, it shouldn't change your, your connection to the Lord. It may change your expectation when you're on the, on the softer side of things, and it may challenge you more deeply when you're on the higher side of things to be better at sacrificing and stewarding than you normally would think. But you're always a steward, little or a lot, and you're always thankful, little or a lot. Well, there you go. And that's really the best overall answer. I'll just close it with this because it's just, you know, you can't beat this one. But this is in my devotions this morning. So you can't get mad at me about it. First Peter chapter one, verse six. In this, you greatly rejoice. And it's referring to salvation to be ready to be real in the last time and that our our our. Uh, our inheritance is reserved in heaven for us, okay? But in 1 Peter 1, 6, it says, And this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the testing of our faith is the end result of some of these tougher times. And that's got more value than any money anywhere. And when you do go through the tougher times, it is a requirement that our faith, which is being tested, leads to this place where we stand firm in the Lord. And if we do that, it brings glory to Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, you can't. <laughs> I wish I could teach this good. <laughs> Glory to God on that day. Yeah. Can't, can't miss that, folks. That's just too good. Okay? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness. And we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something that drives women what is something that drives children people humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating and so he goes through because his resources are unlimited if you'll keep that in mind he goes through a whole litany of things he goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1 12 through 14 finds out that's not the answer he does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, it's wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. 
I mean, he was doing it all. He's creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10 and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources. He did this to a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints, two declarations, I should say. Not really hints. To help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. 770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth.